There's already a blinking thing. You don't have to count us in. Don't you do it. Don't you dare fucking do it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to count down from five. <sighs> what the fuck's going on down there? Hello and welcome to WTF for TFW episode 468, our TFCon Toronto 2017 debrief. Uh, we're all still at the hotel for real, uh, we, and we're because we have to record this. No one gets to go home before we record this. Isn't that right, Aaron? Sure. I, I didn't have a, a quick trip back through customs yet. No, nope, not yet. I mean, now that we started recording, you can start. Yeah. So, you know, start, start heading on your way. Uh, Corinne, I guess now that we started recording, we can start checking out. Oh, okay. Uh, but only just. All right. Um, yeah, you guys uh, were uh, there for a lot of my TFCon. Uh, and then I was probably there for some of your guys' TFCon if I wasn't, like, running off. Uh, to do my things, or if I wasn't pausing, not being stalked, just pausing to be friendly to people in, in the hallway. Totally being stalked. I didn't get stopped, ever. Not not once did I see you get stopped. And, That's right. Like, 43 times I did, but it wasn't <laughs> once. Yeah, well... That's still less than... Oh, now I forgot that number of autographed comic books. I just listened to that thing again recently. Uh, I'm talking about our podcast panel that we did, mm -hmm. uh, which, which we'll probably touch on because this is our post-game thing. But uh, before we do, I wanted to uh, ask you, Kren, Yeah. this was your first time at TFCon Toronto. Yes. So what did you think of our little local show? I think it's just fine. I'm doing a thumbs it's up. You can't see. It's just fine. Yeah, we just can because all right. we're in the same room. Don't break. Oh, yeah, right. can, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was good. It um is it's smaller than Chicago and it's easier to not get lost. I was actually trying to figure out what the numbers were like. Like I'm not actually sure. I've been checking in. Like some people are saying they thought less Americans were there because now TFCon USA has kind of taken that American convention spot for Transformers folks. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it still felt pretty loaded to me. I know that I helped make about a thousand of those grab bags. How was that, Aaron? Was that fun? <laughs> that was interesting. We had some uh, process flow problems early on that uh, I had to step in and like do a part of what my job is and say, like, no, there's a smarter way to do this. You do this, you do that, but I don't want to do it. And then it went a whole lot faster. Yeah, I uh, was. I, I thought you were actually joking the first time you said that you had helped put all those things together. No, I was like that's a good goof, Aaron. Why would you do all that for free? <laughs> yeah, ha 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 ha. No, I I was just over there, just kind of farting around a little bit, and saw people struggling. And like, if there's a thing I don't like, it's seeing people fight for no re like the whole work harder, not or work smarter, not harder type of thing and like on top of that Kristen's the photographer I thought hey maybe I'll earn my way just a tiny little bit on this thing and then I was doing that a whole lot longer than I'd hoped all this altruism I don't know if yeah, it was, was like oh yeah it's just this box of bags oh it's a 200 200 bags in this box oh uh, okay yeah we have five more to do <laughs> oh hey I got a weird question about those red bags do you think those are machine washable <laughs> I like what did any, you spill? And anything spill is anything. ultimately. It's like if you go gentle cycle, it's probably I got a, a whole lot better of, than like denim. 
Well, I got a pair of plates, and they weren't clean, so I just put them in my red bag. And so there's probably a little bit of, like, grease inside the bag. You know, so you I threw it in my laundry bag. There was, there was, like, a sink in your hotel room. You could have, like... Yeah, but who uses those? I mean, those, that's for faces. I don't want to dirty up my face sink. What about a bathtub? <laughs> oh, I mean, you put water in your bathtub now? Sometimes. It's 2017. People don't do that anymore. Uh, I was just wondering, because I, I, I was like, this feels cloth-like. I'm sure I could just throw it in with my laundry. But then, like, am I going to cause a fire? Well, you might want to check before you put it in the dryer. I wasn't going to put it in the dryer. That is that is 100% for sure. So you're afraid it's going to cause a fire while it's in the washing machine? Yeah. <laughs> with all the water? Yeah. I mean, like, they, they have fires in the ocean all the time. All right? I saw it on TV. <laughs> Aaron misses me. No, <laughs> what do you no, mean? he's in the not... same room as you. I know, but he's over there getting ready for his drive. You know, not looking at me directly. It's hard to look directly at you sometimes. I know. Always covered in pizza grease and dirty shopping bags. Well, thank you, Aaron, for helping to put together those bags. And your drive for efficiency is great. You're welcome. But uh, bags aside. Um, we also had a podcast panel where we went over some of our uh, our events of the of the weekend. Uh, Aaron, you you dropped a whole bunch of your uh, like. You, it seems like one of the biggest events for you was was definitely that Aaron Archer panel. Yeah, getting to uh, I mean, I always like seeing how the sausage is made. Ugh. And yeah, I, there are a whole lot of people that don't, and I can totally understand why on some things. But no, I mean, one of the lines that he dropped of you know just flat out. The uh, steel molds for Metroplex are in the $300,000 range and that, you know, Hasbro makes those steel molds to be able to run, like I think he said, you know, upwards of a million actuations that they're never going to do. So that's why they like those big things for exclusives and why Fort Max shares so many parts, probably because that means Fort Max was made for a whole lot less because, hey, the legs are basically the same. Hey, the torso chunks are similar and the way that we mold it all together, it means it's a whole lot easier to do rather than make an entirely new leg when you already have a leg that works and is right there. Well, that, I mean, yeah, the uh, the the sausage talk is for... Uh, Kurt, are you, do you care about how the sausage is made? Uh, yeah, I don't want gross bones and sinews in there. It's got to grind it. Re- you got to chew hard. That's Ew. all. Uh, don't do that, actually. That's a bad way to hurt yourself, trying to chew on bones. Not that I would know. <clears throat> but... Um, Aaron, I was going to ask you, like, uh, aside from, you know, that being a big highlight, were there any other panels you'd checked out? Um, I ducked in to uh, both of your panels. Some. Oh. I'm not going to talk about it because your ego is your ego. Um, I remember uh, I remember making eye contact with you and talking to you a few times during those panels. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, that was, that was a nice connector for me. I, I made sure to heckle just a tiny bit. Um, but then we had the guy who was like, what about people who are, what about those weirdos who uh, buy one of every mold? And I was yeah. like, oh, is Aaron still here? Oh, look, there yeah. he is. <laughs> we, yeah. huh. we found a new team member, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy, that guy um, freaked me out because like, he's like, I think, I think I'm the only one who does this. And I was like, no, you're not. Yeah, that's, that's, I would, I would assume among people that call themselves collectors, that is probably a, uh a a common level of like i want to see one of each thing of how it works 
I was going to say common affliction. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, well, Kryn, uh I know that you had checked out the uh, the IDW. What, what did they call it? The IDW Comic Creators Panel. Yeah, with uh, with uh, John Barber and Nick Roche, and uh, I almost said Andy Millman. That's not who that was. It was Andrew Griffith. Andy Millman is a British man. He wasn't there. Correct. Uh, he, was there. he was there in spirit. Um, did Did you check out any other panels, or was that your main one? That was the main one, and I saw a little tiny bit of yours. <laughs> that was probably Let's way talk too about much. Me some more. <laughs> well, um, I, I was curious, Kryn, uh How did you find the IDW panel? I liked it a lot. I I was expecting for some of the other artists to be there, but they didn't show up. But I still enjoyed it a lot. And um, John, they told you know they tell stories, and that's pretty cool. And people go up and ask questions. And John Barber said he had scripts for sale, and people laughed. So I thought it was a joke. And then after the panel, I saw someone had a script, and so it wasn't a joke. So then I went and got one. <laughs> And, and then I, I saw the script you got, and I was jealous. Yeah, and when I got it, I told him, like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had Optimus Prime number nine script annotated like a very smart person would. Yes. Uh, I have a feeling he might have rushed that out a little bit after everyone adored the issue. Well, maybe. I don't know, but um, I read it, and there's some things in there that are pretty funny. <laughs> and yeah I, yeah, I got a look at yours, and I was like, well, I want one. So I went over there, and he was like, I ran out. And also, I'm leaving here in an hour. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) I felt a bit bad for him because he shared a room with Scott McNeil. And there was this huge line of people. And so I asked one of the volunteers, like, "Um, you know, what is this line for? And he's like, well, who are you going to see? And I said, you know, John Barber. And he's like, no, just go in. And I was like, oh, because there's like this huge other line. (laughs) That that is the Scott McNeil effect. Yeah. But I gave him money. Uh So I'm sure that helps. Oh, yeah. And, And also, Scott McNeil's line is is long because he's popular. But it's also long because he has prolonged conversations with literally everyone who comes up to see him. Yes. So yes. he processes his line about 10 times slower than anyone else at a convention would. Um, I, I, I think that like I, I felt kind of bad for the handlers he had on the staff because it's like you probably have to have one handler who's like the good cop and the other one who's the bad cop. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's also the problem with any conversation with Scott McNeil is actually a conversation with like seven people. <laughs> yeah yeah he uh he's never not on it's very impressive uh he scott mcneil is permanently activated um i actually didn't get to say hello to him i that's my problem right, right now with the way that i'm that i go to tfcon is like I'm, i talk to the artists a little bit like the idw people uh artists and writers a little bit i talk to friends a little bit and then i almost never make the time to actually go say hello to the voice actors anymore and i start starting to feel bad about that i want to change that they miss you. You need to say hello. I mean, they probably don't. You never Most know. Most of them don't actually know who I am. They might. Just like, gotta... Oh, crap, it's that guy. Don't, 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 don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Shoot, you made eye contact. Dang it. Hi, Chris. I'll, I'll, go up and pretend. I'll go up and pretend like I know Eric Bowser because I followed him on Twitter. He's a voice actor. I'll be like, do you guys know Eric Bowser? Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, Kryn, I, I was glad you enjoyed that panel. It felt like um, you actually enjoyed that one more than the IDW one you'd seen in uh, in Chicago. Hmm. Uh, well, I had my expectations set in a different place, so I guess hmm. so. Yeah, because it was mostly Q&A this time, right? No, it was mostly them talking, and then they did oh, really? Q&A. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got the impression it was mostly Q&A. Well, I think it was supposed to be, but it took so long for people to go up there. 
to ask oh. questions that they just like they started with an intro and then they just kind of told little stories and fed off each other and then people started going up for questions so well, that's that's great yeah uh I, I like that kind of panel i i'm glad andrew griffith went up there too because like uh he and i i kind of wish he and john barber would get like i don't know maybe not like a full panel would be necessary but i'd like it if the two of them could have like a debrief on robots in disguise slash the ongoing because they they worked on that thing for so long and now andrew griffith is off doing uh, i think micronauts if i remember right and uh he's not as heavy in the transformers anymore so i kind of i kind of want to hear their thoughts on their run uh, so if you guys could maybe arrange for that, that'd be great. Prin, Aaron, if you guys could... Uh, I vote for calls. Aaron. He's my Hey, I, I was trying to get interviews taken care of, and somebody had too many panels to run. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Aaron Archer, for having your, your panels. You No, should... I, meant, I meant you. I Yeah, I was trying to deflect. Yeah, no. Mr. Archer I did nothing wrong. Panels. And he no, has he, a great actually, first name. So you can I, step I, off. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Friggin' Aaron Club over here. I didn't know yeah. you guys were tight like we Chris's. Uh, I, heard, I heard Aaron Archer's uh, workshop was fantastic and that he, he showed a whole bunch of really cool, like, unreleased Hasbro art that was, like, unphotographable type of unreleased Hasbro art. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I wish I'd known about that because maybe I would have signed up for that panel. <laughs> uh, but I probably wouldn't have because I, right now at TFCon, like, I, I, I don't really like to commit to any activity that's like multiple hours long because I'm like, I already have trouble committing to one hour long activities without feeling like I'm missing out on stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's not like anyone's fault. That's actually just how lucky I am to have so many people to say hello to and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so many people come up to you to say hello. Well, that's just, you know, they, that's because I keep giving people money. Uh, in the hallways and go like, hey, in 10 minutes when I'm just walking around, can you run up and say you think I'm cool? Alright, here's like $20, it's worth it. <laughs> no. You know what, I'd believe that, actually. I don't, because then you'd have to have lots of money. Why do you think he well, doesn't have much money? Yeah, if, if I don't <laughs> appear to have lots of money, it's because, what, what if it is all like, I'm investing in my brand like that? <laughs> uh... My personal brand is very important. Um, Kryn, also, because you, you weren't on the podcast roundtable, I wanted to ask you, what was, like, uh, one of your big gets of the show? Um, I guess the Lost Light Rodimus, since a bunch of people didn't get it. Haha. <laughs> Whoa. There were people asking about that well into Sunday, even. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, do they have any more? Did they put any more out? Well... So I got to be honest, most of the time I was looking for stuff for friends. So I was actually really excited to find a Creorotomus for a friend of mine. Well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that counts. Like, you know, achieving like I think you got just about everything on your four friends shopping list. Yep. If I remember right. Almost everything. I, I didn't think you were going to get that much of it done because I was like, if stuff isn't like, you know, a vintage uh, mass, like a vintage centerpiece or a really new figure, sometimes things that are just a couple years old kind of fall through the cracks in the TFCon dealer room. But yeah, like I actually thought finding the Creo Rodimus was going to be hard. And then that guy in the back corner just had that whole rack of Creo. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of, uh, Oh, I had a follow up uh, going from the, Hey Aaron, remember at our podcast roundtable when I was telling myself to, to be complete with junkions and not look for United Rekgar. Yeah. So I went on eBay and a guy in Canada had United Rekgar for 20 bucks Canadian. 
Mm -hmm. But you kept so your no. word, right? <laughs> yeah, I ordered it, and it's coming here now. Oh. I didn't think about it, you see. I just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm junkie on complete, except for I forgot about this. Do you remember last year that three-pack came out with the two junkions and Rodimus? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That thing's 50% off on Big Bad. Well, that seems like a deal. That's like you're getting... It does. You know, it's like a buy one, get one free. And that, that would make me junkie on complete if I ignore... Uh, if I ignore Timelines Tarantulas by the Transformers Collectors Club, now deceased. Does that say junkie on, on it? It doesn't. That's why I'm ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Uh, until, yeah. until you have the two, and then, you know, like, you're just one away from being, like, complete on all the molds. Oh, well, you know, here's the thing. I uh, I dug around a bit, because it turns out I forgot I had bought th uh, three scrap heaps and four retgars over the last five years. Mm -hmm. What? So once United Retgar shows up, I will have uh, one of each of the robot mode junkions from Japan and North America, plus a bike mode junkion for each and every single one of them to ride on. So I'm kind of, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. It's my hype noise, me slapping my hand. I'm hyped. Uh, Kryn, are you impressed by my junkion collection? Uh, where are you going to put it? I don't know yet. <laughs> but I put a bunch of them on the motorcycle modes, and they look real cool. So they're they're living on one of my little, uh, I was gonna call it an ottoman table, but that is a completely incorrect description. <laughs> one of my two little tables in my living room <laughs> has three junkions riding junkions. Uh, that sounded weird in my head. It, uh, but, it sounded re yeah. weird out loud too. I'll just say it a few more times, and I'll feel good <laughs> about it. Um. So uh, after after the podcast panel, um, in our kind of grand wind down, uh, Aaron, we interviewed uh, Mechazone David, mm -hmm. and uh, that'll that'll be going up um, pretty soon. Uh, all my footage, I got all the footage for everything, so I'm able to start processing through all of it right now. It's, nice. It's, it's all probably going to go up in the next like ten days. Uh, got videos of the podcast panels and everything, so I don't I don't want to like reiterate stuff that you know we talked about in those things, but. Uh, I felt really good about this year's TFCon for, a lot, for very selfish reasons, obviously, because like a good half of the show, if not maybe a third of the show was me doing panels. But mm -hmm. all the panels went really well. And given the, how back to back a lot of them were, that that was something I was very maybe uh, worried that becomes about. Your TFCon experience running panels. I kind of don't mind that idea. I don't know. Like I, I felt I've never felt as good about every panel I ran as I did this year. I felt like that was our best podcast panel ever, mm -hmm. uh, as far as going smooth and kind of having a set ending. Um, I felt like uh, the fan media panel is a lock now. Like the formula is set; it worked beautifully. I feel like the why we collect panel that I was terrified about doing uh, went a whole lot better than I expected. So. Just from my own vantage point, I, I felt really good about this year. Um, Kryn, with your first year in Toronto, do you feel good about it? Would you Would you do it again? Yeah, I think so. All right, you're you're welcome. <laughs> to. You have a passport. I do. <laughs> um, but Kryn, you're heading to you're heading to, to TF Nation next. I am. Well, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, and then people want me to go to the DC one as well, so I'll have three of them in one year. That's a lot. <laughs> If you go to the DC one as well, and I make it to the DC one, you're still going to have gone to more Transformers conventions than me this year. Yeah, that's weird. 
Yeah. Oh man, can you be? Would Would you be up for doing some? You want to be our correspondent out at uh, TF Nation? <laughs> do I have to record while I'm there? Not really. All I need you to do is like give Andy Millman noogies. Like, who's that? He's uh, one of the two gentlemen from our podcast intros. He's the one who's British. He's a he's a very tall boy, but uh, if you wait till he's sitting down. It's pretty easy to get a hold of his head, and then, you know. All right, I'll ambush him and I'll say this is from Vangelis, and then I'll just run. start randomly giving people noogies. <laughs> hey, you look like an Andy. After the sixth <laughs> or seventh ones, it just dragged out of the. Oh yeah, I'll either get kicked out or I'll have found the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Kurt, I was thinking it would be fun to record like a post TF Nation with you since you're the only person relevant to this podcast who doesn't run another podcast that's actually going <laughs> uh, in um, my circle of, of contacts. In my circle. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a uh, long ride there and a long ride back. So probably on my recovery day, if you can catch me. <laughs> hopefully you get good flights. Oh, like, I hope so. <laughs> hopefully they give you food on the flights. I'm supposed to be I never, getting food on one of them, at least. I never know anymore, though. Like, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you food. And they come by and like, here, here's two biscuits. I'll take biscuits. Where, where's your credit card? You want protein? <laughs> <laughs> Cut your money open and bleed it out onto this bucket for us. All right, here is a slice of ham. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to that midair ham. Hey, yo, midair ham yeah. is not bad. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're had... craving anything. Yeah, they're like, All right, oh, $8 for a slice of ham? Okay, here. <laughs> Take some of my fingernail clippings for your DNA. Wait, cold slice of ham's 12? Um, is this kosher ham? <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, that'll be another $12, please. <laughs> All they do is tell you it's kosher <laughs> if you pay them. <laughs> we burned a K into it. Isn't that good enough? that's how that works and they're like okay go outside and complain (laughs) (laughs) um aaron i know you're not going to tf nation no aaron you should Uh, go come on on, man i'm i'm trying to do everything i can to get to dc and that's a heavy maybe Mm. i was gonna ask you aaron if you knew your fear of going to dc or any other shows this year i don't think so um if a lot of stuff lines up perfectly i might be able to do dc but uh probably not mm. well if i make it to dc then then we'll uh i'll have to just put like a i don't know i'll draw your face on a pillow and we'll put it in one of the chairs if we run a podcast thing that's cool uh i think i think i can do a pretty decent aaron caricature like a head silas did a, a decent one for me so Oh, I could get Silas to draw a body pillow, Aaron. <laughs> and we could give it away in the raffle, too. We could carry it around with us. That um, <laughs> that makes me feel dirty. Makes you feel things. That's all. Just things. <clears throat> um, well, uh, Aaron, I was going to ask you, aside from your... Because uh, you talked about uh, the Mechazone buggy that you got when we mm-hmm. did our What We Got, the panel. Was there uh, another thing you got at the on the weekend you'd like to highlight? Um... Ah, uh, Ramhorn, because you didn't get one. Yeah, th- yeah. W- once again, just just yeah. like Ape Face at the last yeah. Toronto TFCon. Hey, I got you an Ape Face, didn't I? 
<clears throat> that was in Chicago. Um, but what went down with Ramhorn is what went down with Ape Face last Toronto TFCon. Yeah. It was, oh, this booth has it. I get there. Oh, we just sold it. But I heard this booth yeah. has it. I get there. Oh, we just sold our last one. And yeah, I'm like, I got you at Shuffler, system. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. Yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah. Shuffler ain't Ramhorn. All right, we're talking about Ramhorn. They're basically the same thing. One, one of them's brown. That's an important difference. All right. And a rhino. Old completion. Um, no, I mean, I picked up the the two TFCon exclusives. Um, I did get the Iron Factory Lord Scorpion and Tyrant Swing uh, red or whatever. Um, so I got more of those little tiny fidget things. Um, all I've really done oh. with both of those is check them out and go, yes, they appear to be complete and not in, like, messed up paint. Oh, I was going to ask you how you felt about that little star scream because I have barely messed with any of the new little unofficial star screams. Yeah, I've not. I've barely messed with it. I just looked or, looked at it enough to say like, yes, it appears to be uh, complete. Do you think you might uh, go and track down whoever else it is that has the rest of the ghost star scream parts? I'm not sure because I heard something that I missed. I misunderstood this. So Thundercracker and Skywarp are both like imminently coming out. Mm hmm. They come with Ghost Starscream parts, but then because they don't come with the Coronation parts, those parts of the package have Sunstorm parts in them. So there are two Build-A-Figures spread across four releases, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp, and then it sounds like a set of the Coneheads. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool how just, like, layered the build-a-figure gimmick is in that like it's also kind of like mm-hmm. uh just grabbing every, everyone who who's gonna try to show a semblance of restraint at not buying the seeker six it's just getting like drug through the coals <laughs> it's like no you're buying all six sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. um but no i mean beyond that and the squeaks and um I'm pulling a blank on the dragon that needs a ton of floor Steel polish. Bane. Steel Bane. Um I didn't pick up a whole lot of stuff. Uh it was a lot lighter. I didn't have nearly the same disposable income. And uh the things that I was hoping to see for good prices didn't show up at good prices, so I think I only saw one table that had uh Masterpiece Mega or one place that had Masterpiece Megatrons and they wanted after conversion, they wanted like thirty dollars more than how it was going for uh, online. Yeah, uh, Masterpiece Megatron. I have a feeling he didn't really show up in the dealer room that much because, like, if you were coming from the states as a dealer, you probably didn't want to bring the gun, right? <laughs> like that could have been a thing at the border. Um, no, I had a question for you. Now you got me thinking about Megatrons, and I forgot it. Jiminy Cricket. Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about now. It, was, it wasn't a question. It was about a thing I got. Okay. Um, before I do that, um, Crane, was there anything else that you got that, that kind of you wanted to, to bring up? Or was that really like the highlights, like completing the list? Um, I got a baby sound wave. You did get a baby sound wave. And he's uh, really you got, cute. You got the toy colors one. Yeah. How are the Dayglow cassettes? Um, They're cute. One of them is a bird, and the other one, I didn't know what it was until I looked at the sheet of paper, and it's supposed to be a bat. Yeah. He doesn't always stand up. Sometimes he falls over. You have to, like, be really careful with his feet. So yeah. I think what I might do is give this to a friend of mine who loves Soundwave, because I think she'll get a lot more out of it than I will. 
Yeah, the uh, I was one of the things I was gonna ask you is does do the two cassettes go into his chest or does he only have room for one? Um, I have one in there now. I can try to put the other one in, but I don't think it's gonna work. Okay. Just remember, keep forcing it until you hear things cracking. That's how you know it works. Okay. Don't listen to Aaron. He's trying to make you break the toy. Oh no! All right, I'm pretty sure only one's gonna fit. Okay, I wasn't sure if they retooled that or something since yeah. they were including two. Yeah, it just looks like one. Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got the original release of that that hot soldier sound wave, and that that became the subject of the fan media panel, which uh, was helpful because it's that's a perfect fan media panel toy. It's simple, mm-hmm. but like not a lot of people seem to have it, so you know it keeps interest up. Someone discovered that if you don't keep his weapons stored on the back of his boombox mode, his boombox mode falls over. <laughs> uh, it actually needs the weapons back there as, like, heels. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about uh, the thing that I was gifted. Um, Crane, you were there for that. Um, yes. That came from, uh, I remember um, the fellow's name because I just messaged him on Facebook. That came from Chris Supernal, and um, I forgot the name of his friend who was with him. Um nuts sarah possibly sarah this is i i am in the wrong moment and i have completely forgotten names again my apologies uh if you're listening but i wanted to say the two of you guys were super cool and chris gave me this like he he sent me a message on on facebook which is just like hey you want some extra rooks and maybe like oversized rooks and i was like if you're at tfcon then yes and he's uh straight up handed me a box with the Wei jang oversized defensors robots with like the blue rook and the white rook but then another blue rook and white rook so that the giant defensor can have giant rooker skates uh as well as like two normal rooks so my normal defensor mm-hmm. can have rooker skates uh i put together that i never thought much of messing with the giant weijang defensor because it's like an upscaled combiner wars defensor and then the first release was like they only made rook and blades and then just recolored rook to dark blue as an army thing and then recolored blades into Face plateless Alpha Bravo. Um, because of how frigging awesome this thing is, I went on AliExpress and found cheap uh, sellers uh, to get a hold of the recently released upscaled Streetwise and First Aid that finish off the set. Uh, they feel really good. Like that's some solid upscaled Wei Jang um, knockoffery. And like Rooker Skates upscaled Defensor weighs as much as a baby. <laughs> uh and is about the same height uh and he's kind of he's kind of wonderful um crin you were enjoying upscaled hotspot i was i want him yeah i i don't know where you can find him on his own anymore Aww. um they seem to only really be selling them as a set now i know um, where i can find one this is true but he's <laughs> the center of my baby so well i need need them to stick together but I, I i went looking on aliexpress and uh now there are sets of like the the like no repeat colors just the five you know basic uh combiner wars defensor guys in their weijang upscaled forms and it's like 100 canadian shipped um that doesn't seem that too bad that ain't bad for like you saw how big those were right yeah and they're heavy too yeah it's like the hot spot and then the four like four different limb characters uh for 100 canadian shipped and i'm like if someone had just let me mess with this thing and then I got home, I probably would have started saving up to order one. Uh, and it doesn't seem like Wei Jang's going to really be doing anything like this again. Like they've released because they did first aid. They also did an off road, but they didn't do any die cast or combiner hand foot guns with them. So it seems like they are probably moving on to other things. 
um, now that they have like a full combiner out there. So this might be a one and done knockoff project. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. Like, you know, it's no replacement for the real thing, obviously. Like, it doesn't fit in whatsoever with the rest of Combiner Wars. <laughs> uh-huh. And, like, you know, just giant hotspot is, is probably the highlight of the set, though. Yeah, like, he'll just lord over everyone, including the other hotspot. Yeah, he's like King Hotspot. See, that's just the one that you hotspot. have to use for the uh, unrealistically larger versions. You know, yeah. Whenever you see Combiners happen, it's like, oh, all of these guys are you know 20 foot tall but when they combine they somehow end up 90 foot tall and you're like well even like if they were standing on top of each other they might make 90 feet there's no way that works shut up mass shifting. Well, go away kid in idw they literally said it's mass shifting caused by excess energy from the enigma of combination effect or whatever yeah sure no can't <laughs> actually aaron <clears throat> actually there is a canon reason for why this is so does thing. that make Wei Zhang the enigma of combination? I don't. Well, no, they don't make everyone combine. No, no, but they're they not make the, them bigger. Hmm. They're more like the the. No, that's not the right word. I almost said something terrible. <laughs> what stopped you? To, I'm not. Okay, I watched Red Dwarf, so I feel okay saying smeg. But then, like, I was about to say, no, nah, they're more like, and I was searching for a word that sounds like enigma in my head, and I almost said <laughs> uh-huh. the smegma of combination. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that probably doesn't mean anything like what I mean. No. So everyone who's listening, forget that I said that. All right, I'm not going to edit that out because that's too much work. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of editing, um, like I said, we got to, what if you're listening to this, then I already finished putting the audio together for our Friday and Sunday podcast panels. Uh, and, uh, thank you, uh, to Transmissions for doing a whole lot of work getting some of that audio recorded. Um, especially Jeremy with his Zoom H6 that I am coveting right now. The thing's a lovely piece of tech. Um, but I wanted to say thank you to the Transmissions guys for taking part, for bringing their own A-game, uh, and for having easily, if not an equal amount of hand in the, uh, production post-production process, probably more of a hand in the production post-production process this time around, um... It was uh, it was really great to to have like a big ass team uh, for mm-hmm. those podcast panels, uh, and also of course big shouts out to Vincent uh, who had bought a spot with transmissions at the charity auction and came up on Sunday and completely held his own podcast wise. Yeah. Uh, he kicked some ass. Like I was actually surprised um, how naturally he glided into the thing. Like I was actually then more surprised how much he said that it was so exciting for him. Cause I was like, you certainly just seemed like you were right at home. So that's, that's pretty cool that you didn't get like super nervous or anything, or at least I didn't notice if you did. Um, so if you're listening to this out there, good job, Vincent. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we could talk about convention wise. Um, Hey, you know what? Now that you guys have gotten home, cause you know, this pod, we've already recorded for like 35 minutes. So, uh, by now, Aaron and Kryn have gotten home. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the border was real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kryn, how was your how was your trip back? Was it, was it, or I guess coming over, too? Like, it sounds like transit for you was, was super easy, thanks to Stan. Uh, yes, it was incredibly easy. Thank you, Stan. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And there was actually something funny that happened right when he dropped me off. I, you know, I had my little bags and everything. I'm going in through the garage and there is a crayfish on the floor of the garage, just walking around. And yeah. it surprised me so much that I went back outside and I made Stan come over and look at it. He got back out of his car 
Because I was like, there's no streams nearby. There's no explanation for this. And I just got home and I have no, no, that has nothing to do with TFCon, but it was just so bizarre. Hey, crayfish got a walk. <laughs> but into a garage. Like, was it was a crayfish drunk? It like... No. It headed right for a car. It was going to like hide in the tire well or something. I don't know. It was really strange. Yeah. How do you but think it yes, gets to work? I, I assumed it worked from home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the idea of crayfish going in tires unsolicited, like getting free rides. Like we have Uber and Lyft for those kind of things. I mean, I could have picked it up, but my hands were full and it was dirty. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. mm. but yes, our crossing was extremely easy. I highly recommend going across the border with Stan. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> when he opens up his new transit service next year, it's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, it was good, and I really appreciated him giving me a ride. So thank you, yay! And uh, Aaron, um, did you have much trouble getting back home? No, it was both both ways through. Was like pull up at the uh, the checkpoint, and there's like two cars in front of us, and they all went through really quick. Nice. Both, both ways, they were concerned about excessive amounts of money, and I said, "Nah, the robots <laughs> took most of it." And he's like, "Oh, okay." I'm a millennial dog. I got no money. Yeah. How millennials are killing cash. Yeah. Coming for your avocados. Well, we're hopefully going to kill paper cash so it all turns nice and proper plastic like Canadian money. I mean, that's Uh, the only way. Come on. It doesn't look real. It looks snowy. And it's all different colors and it's it's shiny, sparkly. Some of it smells like maple syrup. That's straight out of a fairy tale. It looks extra real. It's just yeah. the, it looks real, but future real. Because up in Canada, it's the future. It's like the special kind of fake you get with HD. Yeah. Yeah, we got HD money. We got HD fake money. HD real money. <laughs> you just you guys are all too used to your SD money. SD money. <laughs> SD money is my pro wrestler name in some states. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I felt pretty good about this year overall. Um, oh, I remember what we were going to talk about. Um, Crin, we had a great post-convention dinner at CHOP. Yes, we did. Um, Aaron, did you see the picture I, I tweeted of, of the thing I had at CHOP? No. Hang on, I'll dig it up. Uh, this is an important conversation we're going to have. Okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron, did you by the chance go to CHOP at all this weekend? I did not. That um, uh, I ended up joining alfie as the plus one for the um staff dinner so there's a thing about shop that i I didn't think about and and i saw pointed out and i was like i should have thought of this too given the sheer expense of eating anything in the quest bar right Mm -hmm. shop prices were actually comparable but the food was a hundred times better so i'm thinking maybe i should just go to chop if i have to eat in the area that's probably a good be, idea. Yeah, I'll be spending the same amount of money, but like instead of like spending twenty dollars on a questionable hamburger with like a frozen ass patty, I'd be spending like twenty bucks on like at least something that probably was cooked that day. Yeah, there we go. Found it, Aaron. I uh, I Discord DM'd you picture I what I had. Trying to run back through your Twitter. Oh, that a bone-in ribeye or something? Yes. So, uh, Aaron. I just wanted to, to, did you see the the photo of of young uh, Ian Hardreturn Reed helping me cut through this thing? No. 
No, because all you oh, sent man. was a photo of the steak. I'm, I told you, I'm trying to go back and and run back through your your timeline, but you're sending me other stuff, and you have photos of birds with shutter sync lock, and trying to play that off as some sort of affront against humanity. Well, yeah, because you know they're they're some kind of government trick, I like will, the helicopter. I will I will hire someone to come and slap you. <laughs> uh, you yeah, here we go. Ian to do it. He just there it is. Upstairs. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. see how uh, how he was he was yeah. uh, we were, we were having so a real well done time like a big boy. Yeah, we're having a real well done well done good time getting that bone off that steak. You know how you actually do that? You put it up to your face using your hands and you know on it. Well, I was, Aaron, I want to I just want to know what would you feel like if I told you that that thing was well done? I would be disappointed. Is that all? Maybe a little. No, I'll, I'll be okay. Like, what if I what if I went and got a bone in, you know, the king of steaks? And I was like, I want that sear to go straight through it and come out the other side. With I want this thing to be. Top. I want this thing to be Look, crunchy. The ketchup with a is more crunchy ketchup. Well, Aaron, I got it medium. Good. There was a period of time while we were sitting there where I was like, I want to convince Aaron that I got a, an expensive steak well done just to irritate him. But then you, and the you opportunity would, never came up because you're a horrible human being. It's true. Uh, I'd spent I'd spent we talked about this on the ride over from from my place. I'd spent the last couple of weeks thinking about how I wanted to try steak again because I hadn't for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I definitely remembered what I like about steak again. Um, I is need that, that seared crust. No, I need I need the crust is what I need. Yeah. The last time I had a steak, which kind of put me off steak for a while, it was kind of like a no crust steak that had been all sliced up and stuff. See, that's why I like uh, searing with a torch, because yeah. you guarantee that that sear is there. I need the crunch on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. not like not like a cookie crunch, not like a like a brittle crunch. I just need you know what I mean, texture yeah. wise. I need a frame. Um, I also found like I could actually do without so much fat. Like I know the marbling helps, but well, so uh, there's like. Um, I can't quite tell from that photo, but is that intramuscular or is that like, are, are you talking? Oh no, there were, there, there was some veins straight up of like, fat or was it just, there were, there were Check veins, which were fine, but there was also on two of the corners, there were just some straight up bubbles. Yeah, um, that's that not so much. Uh, your hope is that you can like render that out a bit and then that way that yeah. just helps to like like lube it sort of if that makes Cause, sense cause the, the bubble fat is just a very uh yeah the bubble fat just a mouthful of like it's disappointing chewy it's like it's or soft blah yeah it's, it's like crunchy on the outside so i think oh sweet but then it's just like marshmallow on the inside that doesn't really taste all that amazing mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man like if there was like a bit of this but then a big piece of meat meat inside this would be cool but I always feel like I get tricked when I bite into fat. Um, I think I'm going to make a bingo card for your guys' podcast, and it's going to have mm. steak on it. So yeah. this is me crossing that'd, that'd off be steak. Like a mid, that'd be like a left-hand side, but not a corner. <laughs> anyway, steak is real, but helicopters aren't real. Okay, that's another square. Yeah, no, that's, that's free. That's right in the middle. You know, if I could just take a moment to call out the third-party sub forum. That was probably a top row. 
And, uh, oh. I'm trying to think of other ones. I think that's all I got right now. Click. Oh, so at some point, hey, click. Uh, yeah. At some point, I allude to the fact that we all read the comics but never take the time to record podcasts about them. That's I still one. need to catch Good. up. I am so far behind on comics. Well, yeah, we, yeah. See, this guy over here is so far behind on comics. Well, I'm not. It's true. Hmm. hmm. Oh, but that's a bunch of editing work. <sighs> also, I found. If Aaron wasn't. No, I would have. Um, sorry, Aaron. I I found that I can get a lot of comic talk in a recorded state by just like. Uh, coattail riding other podcasts and getting onto their episodes where they talk about comics oh i thought of something else we can talk about oh all right we all got razors and they have like the transformer symbol on them and i actually didn't get one (laughs) you didn't get one no oh but i just packed all the bags i didn't take one home for myself oh you should have taken two boo yeah um, we, we, we were talking about like, so that it was just uh, Optimus Prime and Bumblebees. We were talking about saying, like, yeah, and there are a select number of Megatron ones just to mess with people. You know, it did mess with people because I heard that. People were yeah. saying that. Well, so I guess the, like, advertisements for them from Schick had Megatron. But of what we got, it was only the two. It was, like, two pallets of Bumblebee and one of Optimus Prime. Why does it matter? Because collectors. I mean... Like eventually, you're going to use and discard the razor, right? But are but are you? What if you're a, a mitten sealed box razor collector? Yeah. What then? All right, I admit I made some assumptions there, and I shouldn't have. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't use mine yet, but that's only because I I literally just changed the cartridge on my usual one. Hmm. I, mean, I guess I could switch over to the Sheck one. After I'm gonna I'm done. keep mine mint in box. Yeah. Oh, you should mount it on the wall. Okay. As a display item. Oh, no. Send it to the action figure authority and get it graded. Ooh. Yes. I'm sure that's free, right? No. (laughs) No. They make their money by people. I, you know, I'm not going to soapbox here, but I don't trust the AFA necessarily. Like, I trust them, but I don't trust them because I don't think that anything they do helps most people. It just seems like a way to spend money to make you think that you have something you can then, like, trade for a college education for your kids somewhere down the road, except you're never going to. So, I don't know. Acrylic boxes. What were we talking about? Uh, The Lost Light Rodimus is pretty cool. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. I finally got the chance to transform him some, play with him some. How's that uh, How's that transformation? It's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, the... The like flip around and then slide up thing had like one scary moment in it. Is that when you're rotating the uh, the jointed black plank with the chest on it? Yeah, when you rotate that yeah. all the way around, it it had just like a moment of like, eh. oh, yeah, okay. it's sc- it's scary because like it's built so there's a point where you bend it so you don't take out the windshield, right? But like, that point is super freaking close to the windshield. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, oh, and you, and you figured out the legs on uh, on Rally Terra Aegis. Yeah. So that was um, had an issue on my uh, Terra Aegis Rally that um, it just due to angles of things 
uh, wasn't wasn't lining up right, and I was concerned that I'd maybe gotten one with a bum pen or something in it, and uh, took it back to Aegis three and up, and Boris took probably almost ten minutes to go through and like check. He's like, okay, well, it's usually this, and he does that, and he runs it back. He's like, no, it's not that. Okay, well, then if it's not that, then it could be this. And he ran through, like, tra- like transforming and untransforming and retransforming the legs four or five times until finally it was the way that that mold has, like, two sets of um, hinges about the knee. One of them that becomes the knee joint and one that sits underneath it. If those two aren't in perfect alignment uh, come the end, you can't tell it until the very end that it's not going to to have the the like bed topper part seal up right. Uh, he ran through it multiple times until it was like, nope, you know, until he could say like, no, it wasn't. It was like, and it was on that last one that he's like, if this isn't it, I'll go ahead and swap you out with one of the like the the display models or something and uh then that way we can I can take a real look at it and see if there's actually something wrong with it or what else, what else is going on. And I was thinking sweet display model. Yeah. And then it was like nope, oh there it is. There's that needs to be just <laughs> a tiny little bit further. It's like, "Oh. Fine customer service. Gee, thanks." Um all right, I I had uh, I had two last bullet points in mind for this recording uh before before we close things off and truly get home Mm -hmm. um the first one not necessarily going to be a deep discussion so i'm not even sure how much we all looked at it but um i was wondering if anything from that big dump of pictures for the uh the third party panel product preview panel if there's anything in there you heard about or saw that that jumped out at you or anything that was in those display cases of all those unofficial toys the sheer size of terminus giganticus yeah, I like, guess so. Like, yeah, I knew it was big, but actually seeing it and going, wow, that's like three sections of a Detolf. Okay. I uh, So there's a lot of samples of that thing floating around. I've seen a couple of transformation videos now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some cool ideas in that thing. And then there's the the just the fans toys part of like, oh, and then there's this part of the transformation, which is just a big rancid crooked butt you have to fit a wrench through. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's where the the legs turn inside out to turn into like well not inside you know kind of inside out to turn into like the two big main track sections. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like everything the way else... the original toy did it. Yeah, except these ones like the inner chunk of the shin or like goes it has to do like a, a 360, 180 degree twist to okay. get from the top side to the bottom side, which shouldn't be as complicated as it looked. Um. And it kind of bummed me out because I was I was the one thing I'm always worried about with fans toys is the transformation is going to just be a big old, you know, crooked butt, as I mentioned before. And that seems to be the crooked butt moment for that for that set. <laughs> and uh, that is the thing. This is terminology. Karina, it's serious. It's serious. The crooked butt terminology is dead serious. I don't say crooked not quite butt the same as, it's not quite the same as jank butt, but it's close. Yeah, it's not a jank butt. All right. If if. It's, when I say crooked butt, I'm frowning. If, if I say jank butt, there's tears in my eyes. All right, that's how you, that's how you uh-huh. know I'm serious. I'm not smiling right now. All right, this is passion. That's all this, this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot about that figure that looks really cool. Um, and uh, the leg transformation was like, it's like with their Galvatron, the arm, the shoulder transformation specifically, where it's just like everything else about this is kind of working, but this part just sucks. 
Uh, and I, I get the feeling like that leg transformation could be that part on Terminus Giganticus. Uh, I was bummed out that DX9's Gabriel, which is another Omega Supreme, wasn't there because I'm I really want to know whether or not Gabriel uh, has to parts form as much as Terminus Giganticus does, because Terminus Giganticus uh, more or less shreds down into a whole lot of parts, not as many as the G1 toy, because all the yellow clip parts are just integrated sculpt detail now like they aren't literally mm -hmm. clips um but the dx9 one parts of it hint to me that maybe you don't have to remove the legs from every single other part and maybe there's a slightly more integrated transformation on the central mass of the base mode and i'd I just like to know how theirs transforms um because i'm really curious uh, Wei Zhang also put up a thing saying we're going to do one too, but you just have to look at the base mode to see that it doesn't really transform nearly as much because like a lot more of Omega Supreme is in the middle of the base mode. He kind of just like squats. He kind of he squats while inhaling a lot of his body into himself. Um, <laughs> you know, as you do. <laughs> uh, and then a bunch of other parts just sort of come off. Um, Kryn, did you uh, I think we, we did take a look at those cabinets at one point, right? I like, saw uh, Ryder Despotron again. I know he's not new, but I like him, so it was nice to see him again. Yeah. They should just give you a Ryder Despotron. Um, I wouldn't refuse it. I mean, you're such a big fan, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of deserve one, being the biggest Ryder Despotron fan. What about the Iron Factory combiners in there? It was just Bruticus, I think, but yes. Um, having color samples of all five of those guys uh, was a surprise to me. And that thing looks really cool. Um, it looks like it's Iron Factory in the direction I prefer. Uh, I really like their figures when they are small vehicular transformers. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really like their Scorponok as much as everyone else. I certainly don't like their Overlord as much as everyone else. Um, but the, the Combaticons look like they have all the tenants of the Datsuns that I really enjoyed. As do that sideswipe and sunstreaker pairing, so I'm I'm I, kind of excited about all that stuff. I still need to get the Datsuns, or at least like the Prowl out of that. So if there's anybody that bought a three pack and wants to split it up, you just hit me up. Words out there. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, like like the Scorponok, I think is actually he's fine. He's just too expensive for. The, I don't think the bang for your buck is there with that figure. Um, if you can get it, like I got him cheap through a flash sale, so that made me kind of warm up to him a bit more. But that's also why I want to mess with their Starscream, because it's like there's a certain type of Iron Factory that I like. And now that they've released so much stuff, I can identify there's a type of Iron Factory I don't like as well. Um, and I always wish that all their stuff was like the way I like it, because, you know, well, that sounded a lot smarter in my head. That sounded really stupid when I said that. I want all their stuff to be more like I like it. <laughs> Detailed critique <laughs> from the toy thinking man over here. Hmm. Um, all right. So there's one other thing I want to talk about with TFCon. Uh, we've talked a lot about things that went well. Uh, I want to know if you guys have a solid constructive crit for TFCon or something. It doesn't even have to be a crit, just something you'd like to see different or changed next year. Um, I kind of feel like that, or I, I definitely feel sorry for the dealers that ended up in the other dealer room. Um, yeah. because I was consistently hearing people say like oh there's another dealer room where's that at and it was just like uh like i don't know if that'd be a good place for like an artist's alley and maybe the like swap over dealers 
that are, are like the one day dealers or something. Yeah, I don't know, like phasing it differently because, and I know that um, Chosen Prime was a sponsor of the show, but they had a whole lot of empty floor space. And then like some dealers that I know that I've seen there before and I've like bought stuff off of the guy that generally has like the, uh, all the like candy toy stuff. Oh, anime extreme. Anime extreme was one of the ones in that other dealer room. And like I went in there, but it, it was one of those things that was like, I just kind of forgot about it a couple times and would go back in and just be like, nah, I'm just wandering through here because I was headed towards my room and remembered I really like the idea because number one, I think they should keep that room. Um, it's 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 good just to have another space to operate in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really sure. like the idea of that space becoming the, uh, a combination of the artist alley and the craft dealers, like you know the yeah. plush dealers. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that'd be a good put the the artsy. Um, <laughs> shove them all into their corner. Yeah, shove them all in their corner. That way <laughs> so you can just shut the door and shut off the oxygen. And <laughs> there, there's a way. There's a way. Kill that all that the artists. Be, I mean, what? There's a way that can easily be taken as push all of the creatives into this little box. And so I think it would definitely it would depend on, you know, proper presentation and and being pushed a lot. But like that space feels so much more like a marketplace than a dealer room. Right. It it feels like a place that that I think that stuff would thrive a bit more. The artists would all kind of be because it's it's not a long line. Right. It's kind of like a you. So the artists would, would be in more eyesight of each other. And, you know, a lot of them do get along. It'd probably be a little bit more social. Um, you maybe would avoid the whole like you know kind of stuck at my table syndrome. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an artist alley table, so I don't know if I'm. I'm just kind of speaking from a, a spectator vantage point. I might be talking out my butt, mm-hmm. but I just think that that might be a cool idea to try out. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of the artists still had a pretty good time. By the way, uh, I didn't really yeah. hear too many horror stories, except for you know stories. forgetting passports. Well, yeah, yeah. Poor Josh Perez had that that passport issue, but he did make it over at least, and I'm very glad he did because he's mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah. And also, I respect him as an artist. Uh, Crit, what about you? Have you got a constructive crit change you'd like to see? Just something you'd want to see switched up? Yes, and they're both concerning the venue itself. The first mm-hmm. one is: please put more people at the quest bar. There are not enough waiters and waitresses. They just had it good last year. Was it last year or the year before that was just constantly top service? And I guess the change from being a Delta to a Hilton, uh, they apparently found all the balls so that they could drop them all. Uh, Well, I guess probably in the same vein, the second one would be, can they fix the elevators because they're scary? Yeah, um, like, yeah, unfortunately, like those things are the hotel and not TFCon, of course, but the hotel, like, I felt like the quest bar was in an all time low this year, uh, partially because so few people were there. I didn't try and get shortchanged for mm. a 50. So it, it just, it, it felt like there was less life there, you know, <laughs> like, so many people had been put off by the prices or going there that like it just meant it was emptier a lot of the time. And like the food wasn't very good. It, it's it's a consistent thing. Like the food there is always kind of OK at best. Like I'm speaking about dinner. Of course. Like the breakfast buffet is fine because you can't really screw mm-hmm. that up. Right. Um, 
but like as for you know not the breakfast buffet it just it kind of sucks uh and you know realizing that you know in in hindsight that chops prices were fairly competitive for what you get like as much as that's a social hub i can't see myself actually sitting down to eat there yeah again if ever aside from the breakfast buffet uh it just seems like kind of a waste of money uh which is a shame because that's the bar that is trying to partner with the convention by having the special menu running and everything um mm -hmm. but the management of that bar is so terrible <laughs> and so inconsistent year to year like it's kind of like you have to let someone go in and then ask them how it is to figure out if this is an on year or an off year it's good year bad year good year oh bad year okay fine chop it is <laughs> and then chop you like you can't like like so chop is competitively priced but then also either way these are like 20 20 dinners and, and at some point you kind of don't want to do that every mm -hmm. single night for like three or four nights in a row so you go to whatever. walmart and you get your little cans of tuna and crackers and eat that and, and whatever the heck it was you like... tried to poison me with <laughs> no that was delicious well, then we discover that, like, a can of tuna with crackers actually only lasts for about three hours of energy. And then you're like, wait, I feel starving again. <laughs> uh, yeah, OK, um, that's that's about it for topics I could think of. Um, Aaron, is there anything else you want to talk about TFCon wise? No, I don't think so. Had a good time. Um, unfortunately, missed uh, some people that I know that were there and uh, missed people that weren't there. So, yeah, I missed a lot of people who weren't there, um, really failed to, to up my interview game the way I had hoped to going in. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's like, I think that something I've identified is I need to rethink the way that I, like, I have to come up with a far more realistic set of goals if I'm also doing a bunch of panels, which I really enjoy doing. Um, and I have to maybe try doing more interviews when I'm not just at a convention because mm -hmm. people are still alive and able to talk when they're not at conventions. Um, but yeah, the, I think with me, the thing about interviews is if I can f arrange for a dedicated interview space with like blocks of time. So I have a system to work with. Maybe it's more doable, but when it's like, you know, let's figure something out in the evening. Everyone's tired by the time we get to the evening. <laughs> So I don't know what to do about that yet, but uh, yeah, otherwise it's all fine, all pretty good. Um, Corinne, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with TFCon? Um, it was really good to see people that I met before again. That was mm -hmm. cool, and to play with Alfie's hair, I like that. Alfie Multiple has some fantastic hair. Multiple people came up to just like touch her mohawk. Yes, it's important. You must do that for good luck. Well, and to make sure, like, structural integrity is sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it felt, it just felt like a, it was a pretty darn good show. Um, and even though, like, Aaron, you and me often now have this, this recurring theme of, like, oh man, it just didn't get to hang out with everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I've come to understand is, like, that's a good problem to have. Right. Um, so we're if if that if that is one of our major problems with the experience, that's not necessarily a negative thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if only it were another day long. Like it's become that thing where I'm like, man, two days ain't enough. 
for the main show. Um, I can't think of anything else to really hit on uh, here, so I'll just cut my rambling short and say thank you both for joining me for uh, this episode and this debrief. Um, I, I'm trying to think of uh, anything else major that came up. All, the only other thing I can think of is, having read it today... I'm like triple bummed out that ROM versus Transformers number one came out today and not a week ago. Yeah. You know how much like, I, you know, you just said John Barber. It was kind of easy to get in, into his line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if he showed up at that convention with Optimus Prime number nine and ROM versus Transformers number one fresh in everyone's brains? Like, I think his line would have been bustling even more. Yeah. We could have uh, got Josh and Alex to sign it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say also. So cool. like, if if Alex and Josh could have just had like a stack of some related print to the book right there, like, man, I think and I know I talked about this before at the panels and with other people online. It's just, man, that is like a bummer of a timing for a comic release. Yeah, because uh, it just makes you go like, oh, I can't wait to see them next. Oh, wait, that was a week ago. Damn. <laughs> it was a good book, though. Holy crap. I like that book a lot. Um, Aaron, did you get a look at that book yet? No, I need to hit up my comic shop probably tomorrow. Ah, oh. I'm not sure because uh, Saturday I'm doing another um, twelve-hour board game thing. Woo! You know, you gonna stream any of that? Uh, I don't know. It's always the intent to do it, then I forget about it until like ten o'clock. <laughs> stream. Get some of those little phone tripods and just get everyone else to start streaming. Just go like, here's a tripod. Put your phone on it. Point it here. <laughs> Run Periscope. <laughs> um Crane, did you get a chance to read the comic uh post work uh i saw on twitter you said you read it and you kind of liked it but you want to read it again when it's not but a clock in the morning and oh yeah post work i thought that i thought you meant there was something like after the comic in the comic and i was like oh, I missed oh. something there no i haven't because i forgot <laughs> i can do that after we're done here it's not going to disappear so there's, there's no rush yeah um but it sounds like you were digging it yeah, I think it's cool from, like, the the primary idea is raising a Cybertronian in a non-Cybertronian society, which, as far as I know, hasn't been done before. And it's cool. I like the idea of it. Yeah, uh, it, it uh, I had a lot of little worries about the dialogue going into this, given the setting, and a lot of those worries were alleviated as soon as the situations arose in the plot that would have led to that stuff happening. And I was like, man, John Barber just can kick it when he really needs to. Like, uh, did you hear about how the comic was constructed? I did not. He told us that they used more of the Marvel style for making the comic where instead of having a script with like panel one, XYZ dialogue, panel two, XYZ dialogue, they instead gave Alex Milne like a description of the page. And then he, um, divided it up into panels. There was some, you know, more guidance than that sometimes, but he ended up dividing it into like 10 plus panels at some points. And then oh, they put the dialogue wow. on top of it. And that was apparently the method Marvel used in like the sixties and the seventies. And it gives it a different vibe than what we would consider the more traditional way of writing. Oh, absolutely. I did not know about that. Yeah. That's really about cool. That. If you had gone to the IDW creator panel, you would have heard that. But that's okay. But now I heard it here, so I Yes, you, know, you I, did. I got it secondhand. Yes. And that's totally okay. 
<laughs> so uh, when you go to read it, take a look at how many freaking panels per page that is. And also, no, I know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> also, send Josh Perez all your kisses because he had to color all that, and that's a lot well, of work. It was, but it sounds like he also was enjoying himself because he got all those cute alien faces. Yes, but still send him lots of kisses. Well, I mean, people should be sending Josh Perez kisses anyway. Like I know, but we're just reminding them. I know. Like some people just, you know, they don't live their lives right. And then they start not sending him kisses and they're living their lives wrong. Like the... send Josh Perez kisses. Mm. Send him those little less than threes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us um, on this long trail of uh, rapid fire releases that i'm sure has yeah. just completed happening <laughs> thank you for having uh, me yeah crin thanks for joining us uh aaron thanks for joining me this is our first adventure into uh into the system that aaron and i discovered all by ourselves yes without uh, any help whatsoever and that's right and heck we didn't even need the one part that we thought we really really were going to yeah you unless don't we need have some other way of integrating it yeah um we do good work darn yeah I just noticed there's actually a text chat here. Oh, uh, yeah. there is. <laughs> I could have put some links in there. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, well. Now we know. There's also a timeline footnote. Oh, wow. I could type in a footnote for the timeline. Yeah, so that when you go on a profanity spree, you can be like, oh, here's where it was. Or if a really good jokes joke happens, I can just be like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks for serving up some good swings for me here. Uh. <laughs> 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 the podcast <laughs> is over. Oh, good. That ended. I thought it was going to keep going for cool. <laughs> I didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.